Hey, it's your boy, Dave, for The Connected One. We're here today to talk to Whitney Bell, who is the Vice President of Marketing at Clutch. We're going to talk today about COVID and how what Whitney has done over the last few years to help build an amazing and breakthrough disruptive brand. It's no surprise that COVID has changed the game, but there's a few marketers out there who've taken the time, rolled up their sleeves, and built some amazing brands behind them. So, Whitney, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so let's dig right into things. What's the first brand that you fell in love with? I think I would have to say Nike. Um, Nike, I've been a fan of pretty much my whole life. But when I was little, I grew up playing a lot of sports. I had two sisters. All of us played soccer, basketball. And I've always loved their marketing. I found it a very aspirational brand. I've always been very loyal to them. And I think I had a, a love for Michael Jordan um, when I was little. And I had a big like poster of him up in my bedroom. And uh, it was like he was wearing his Nikes. So I think that's one I've always been a big fan of. Now, how are you on the court? Do you have skills? I, I used to. I, I don't think I, would. <laughs> I still do. I at one point played um, somewhat competitively, but uh, no, I, okay. I don't think I would test that out now. All right. There you go. So iconic brand. What is an iconic brand to you? Yeah, I think iconic brands are really able to connect on a human level. They can inspire an emotional attachment and like a strong sense of loyalty from a customer. Um, I think most iconic brands are really compelling at storytelling and they can build campaigns based on great insights. Um, so in a previous life, I, I worked at Unilever and I remember as part of our training, they always, they had this art framework and they said that any type of like good marketing or cons had to be authentic, relevant and have a, a good talkability factor. And I think this still translates to like many iconic brands um, that I think of. Now, you're, you know, for the last couple of years, you've focused mainly on the marketing side of, of, of business. Um, of all the possible career paths, why marketing? Yeah, this is an, an interesting one. So my very, I took business in undergrad. Um, I think I was still trying to like figure out, you know, what part of business I liked. I, I knew I did not like accounting. That was when I had rolled out. Um, okay. And so right, right out of school, my very first career was in sales. So I worked in, in CPG. I was at Kraft as a sales rep. Um, then I moved to Unilever in a trade marketing role. And then um, I went back and did my MBA. And really at the time, I thought I wanted to switch into finance, which I kind of laugh at now. But I think when I was doing that, I realized I was really drawn to all the marketing courses. Um, and so then I did, I made that transition into, into brand marketing and I've specifically been really drawn to like B2C marketing. I think there's something really interesting and fascinating about human behavior and insights and being able to connect with consumers through a brand. Uh, and I think it's really fun. Like I really love the work I get to do. So like that mixture of creativity and analytics and strategy, um, right. I found really exciting. So an MBA, what would you say would be, you know, one or two of the biggest takeaways after having completed the program? Yeah, I don't think it's like necessarily for like for everyone. I really honestly did it because I was thinking of a career change. So I think for someone who might be looking for that, it's definitely worth it. And it for me, it definitely made me realize like marketing was my passion. Um, the second biggest takeaway, I think, is just like the network that you get from there. So even like today, I've had two messages on like LinkedIn or um, email, like with a colleague or like alum from my program. So I've kept right. in touch with people. Um, so it's been really invaluable in that sense. Okay. So I think it's fair to say the last two years has been, wow, hella change for everybody. <laughs> yes. Um, 
you know, if you look back, what would you say would be some of the biggest change that you've, you've noticed within yourself professionally and personally? Yes. Um, probably got yeah, understatement of the century, but the last two years have been probably two of the biggest changes in my life. So personally, um, I had a son, so I Congrats. found out, thank you. I found out I was pregnant literally that day in March of 2020. It was like the day the NBA shut down and everyone found out Tom Hanks had COVID. Um, wow. And so, yeah, it was, it was really scary because there were so many unknowns at the time. And sure. I, I'm from Nova Scotia, so I don't have any, my husband and I like don't have any family in Toronto. So we were both right. like very nervous, but on the bright side, it gave us something to look forward to. Um, so that's been a really exciting time. And now, yeah, he's, he's 17 months old. It's really fun. Um, and then professionally, while I was on my mat leave, I actually made the decision to leave my previous role. So I had been at Lyft um, for three and a half years and I absolutely loved the company. I loved, loved the job, but I think a lot changed during COVID and um, I had the ability to meet Dan and Steve, um, Clutch's CEO and, and founder. And after talking to them a few times, I just realized like this wasn't an opportunity I could pass up. Um, it was really like a dream job getting to build this brand from the ground up and to like hire out a team. So yeah, during the last two years, those are two, two big changes that happened in my life. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me you had a baby and changed jobs during COVID the last two years? Yes. Yeah, exactly. While I was on mat leave. Yeah. I made the change. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Cause I, yeah, I guess it was also new for me, this like figuring out the, the working mom life and how that yeah. was going to go. But, um, so no, so far it's been pretty good. Good. Great to hear. So we keep saying the name clutch, but not everybody would necessarily know. So describe what is clutch. Yeah, absolutely. So a car is the second biggest purchase most people are going to make in their lifetime. For some, it'll be the biggest. Um, but up until the launch of Clutch, really your only options that Canadians had were to either spend hours and hours of time visiting dealerships, haggling with salespeople, or combing through classifieds and making risky purchases from private sellers in like sketchy parking lots. So enter Clutch, which is Canada's first and largest online car retailer. So we offer thousands of quality pre-owned vehicles available to be purchased online and then delivered directly to your door. So Clutch has really modernized the way that Canadians buy and sell cars. Like before this, there's really no other option to do this. Um, and with Clutch, you can browse this large selection of vehicles and then access the fully digital purchasing experience. So you can get your financing, your insurance, seamless home delivery. And then if for any reason you decide, you know what, this car isn't for me, it doesn't fit my lifestyle, then we have a 10 day money back guarantee. So you can, we'll come pick up the car for free. No questions asked. 100% money back. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, so it's almost like, so it sounds like you guys are, potentially becoming a one-stop shop for everything related to buying and having a vehicle. Exactly. And we also offer selling as well. So if you're interested in doing selling your car or trading in your car, um, we can do that all hundred percent online as well. Now you were the first marketing person for clutch. Was that scary at all? I was actually, I was the third. So, um, Oh, okay. Yeah. There were, um, some people who had been here like really since the beginning of Clutch um, on the growth marketing team. But I think when when they hired me, 
my role was really to come in and like build out the team and figure out, you know, which functions we needed, what was our strategy moving forward, how are we going to build brand equity. So yeah, I felt there was like a lot of pressure, but I also thought it was such an exciting opportunity to work for a Canadian B2C company that, you know, was really relatively unknown and get to build that from the ground up. Right. Now, again, you say Canadian, um, you know, B2C company, talk a little bit about the growth over the last few years, because it sounds like now you guys are in what, six, seven, how many provinces across the country? Um, We're in eight provinces as of today. So um, we're in every province right now with the exception of Manitoba and Quebec, but we have a vision to service 90% of Canadians by the end of 2023. It's pretty aggressive. Yeah, no, it's been um, it's been crazy growth, really exciting. So like last year we were named one of Globe and Mail's fastest growing Canadian companies at the beginning of 2021. We had 48 employees. Um, we now have over 300. So yeah, it's been kind of like this roller coaster, really exciting times um, to be a part of. Now, can you talk a little bit about, you know, the, the challenges of building the brand prior to COVID, during COVID, and what you expect post-COVID? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's sort of interesting. I can almost compare my experience being at Lyft when COVID started and then switching to Clutch during the pandemic, um, Mm -hmm. because I feel like different businesses and different industries were affected very differently. So at Lyft, obviously, it's a ride-sharing company. So like really everything I was working on had to be completely pivoted. Um, obviously people were very like nervous about getting into rideshare um, as well as like taking public transit. And so mo- yeah, most of the work I was working on there, we had to kind of rethink, come up with new campaigns. Uh, like a lot of the previous campaigns have been, had been around, you know, like take a lift so you can like go out and have a night out and you don't have to worry about like drink, like drinking or anything like that. Whereas right. um, Clutch was kind of the opposite. So when I came to Clutch, It was interesting because during the pandemic, I think it actually helped accelerate the growth of the company. So people were nervous about taking rideshare. They were nervous about taking public transit. So we saw more people thinking about purchasing pre-owned cars. I think also during the pandemic, people got a lot more comfortable with purchasing things online. So, you know, we've seen stats about like how e-commerce has grown. And, um, you know, whereas before people probably just felt comfortable, like make purchases on Amazon. Now, purchasing a card didn't seem like such a crazy thing and really changing that, that human behavior. So mm-hmm. that it's interesting, whereas like the pandemic actually, I think, helped accelerate the growth at Clutch. Um, and then there was also value props that from a marketing perspective, we could lean into. So we could offer contactless delivery. So we have our field specialist who drops off the car and um, they could essentially like have you fill out your paperwork, do most things online, drop off the car. They didn't even need to come in contact with you. And, and there you go. Like you have your car. So I think for uh, quite a few people, that was quite appealing as well. So you're making it almost as simple as to order a pizza. Exactly. We've, people have made that comparison. <laughs> like it's as easy as buying a pizza where you literally order online. It can be at your door like as soon as the next day. Wow. That's like, you know, at some point you got to stop and think that's a brilliant idea. And, you know, some, something as simple as what we used to do offline. Now you guys are making it that much more simple online. Exactly. I think, yeah, the whole founding story was like our founder, Steve, 
um, back in 2016 had a really frustrating car buying experience. And I think he realized like there has to be a better, easier way. And when you look at like many industries, it's really the auto industry is kind of the last major industry that hasn't been like modernized or disrupted really. So Mm -hmm. that's really what, you know, Clutch is aiming to do. So do you see plans to, to expand into the U.S. eventually? Not at this time. I think there's such a big growth opportunity in Canada. We still have so much to do here. Um, definitely like amping up our our production in the markets we currently operate in and then expanding to new markets. So no, right. definitely just, just focused on Canada for now. So, you know, if we go back to the start of, the, of, of our conversation, you said Nike is, you know, the brand that you fell in love with first. They obviously have a lot of competitors. Um, as you are now building Clutch, I'm going to assume that there's a few competitors out there to Clutch that are doing similar um, business models. What are what have you taken from other brands, maybe Nike, maybe others, to be number one, to be top of mind in a you know to to consumers? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, we definitely look to some other brands for inspiration, like from a, you know, from a marketing perspective. So I think Airbnb, it's, it's actually funny because it's, it's companies and brands who have done similar things in other industries. So really like disrupting. Right. So, you know, Warby Parker, uh, Airbnb, Simple. they took, again, these industries that really hadn't been modernized and then they made them much more like easy and convenient for people. So I think when we're looking at like, how are we developing our funnel? Uh, what are we doing in terms of our design for both like product and our marketing assets? We often will look to, the, to those types of brands for inspiration. Okay. Um, I've noticed over the last year or so, Clutch seems to be a lot more active in terms of investing in the brand. Why now? What's changed for the brand? Yeah, that that's a great question. So when I joined the team, um, yeah, the team had been, I mean, it was a very, very lean team, didn't have big budget. So very focused on like low funnel, um, people who are like high intent on, on buying a car. And I think part of the reason I was also hired was we needed to start thinking about building this like longer term brand equity. So I think for most of 2021, we really focused on like growth and performance and getting that demand generation, like understanding like getting people into the funnel. And then 2022 has really been about testing more channels and experimenting, but also building that brand equity. So that's where things like our partnerships, our first brand campaign, which we just launched, that's really coming into play. And then, you know, can you talk a little bit about how you go to making those decisions? You know, there's a lot of sports teams out there. What, what was it that made the NHL stand out? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think, yeah, we we definitely took our time. Um, we had a lot of conversations. There's definitely lots of um, partnership opportunities out there. I think when we met with the NHL, um, we realized that their their audience aligned really well with like our customer base and also just that scale and like brand love that they have. We felt like, you know, ultimately that could help serve us as well. So um, with the partnership, we're doing like lots of fun fan experiences and contests, and it's given us the ability to just reach customers really nationally across the country because you can find, you know, NHL fans in every province. What does your typical customer look like for Clutch? That's a great question. It's actually quite a broad 
customer, we think of ourselves as being able to really service everyone and being accessible to all. I would say our core customer tends to skew a bit younger, um, their early adopters, pretty tech savvy, but really, honestly, if you look at like our deliveries every day, it skews from like 17 year old to like, I think we've had like 80, 90 year olds as well. So um, I find that really interesting and fascinating reading the stories. Lately, I've also noticed that women are really drawn to our platform. I think a lot of women don't love the haggling process of dealerships. They often feel like they have to bring a male companion with them. So we hear- Is that really a thing? Yeah, which like, I thought that was such a stereotype, but we hear this all the time. And, um, And yeah, we get feedback from women that they love using Clutch. It was like so- easy and convenient and they didn't have to deal with that. Uh, and then we right. also get a lot of, a lot of new immigrants to Canada who it's, they've moved to Canada as their first time purchasing a car. And they, again, just love the like ease and convenience of using clutch. So I guess essentially somebody could be in a different country who's looking to move here, go on to clutch, buy their car. And then basically when they arrive here, they could pick it up or exactly. it gets delivered to them. Yeah, exactly. Delivered to your door. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm I'm still a little bit in shock because again it's it's a great story and I look forward to seeing um, what happens with you guys moving forward. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, we have big aspirations. Um, really, my goal is to make Clutch a Canadian household name, and um, so hopefully, yeah, you'll see more of us. So to become one of those iconic brands one day. Exactly. That I would love to to live with those. Yeah, like iconic Canadian brands, which is a huge goal of mine. Okay. Well, there you have it. Whitney Bell, Vice President of Marketing at Clutch. Appreciate your time today. And we will talk to you soon, Whitney. Great. Thank you so much.